Hi there, this is the Reverend Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is Love to Tell the Story. One of the quirkier aspects of working as a church pastor is that you tend to be addressed by those around you in a number of different ways. Over the years, for instance, there have been varied circumstances in which I've been called reverend, pastor, father, padre, rabbi, and even the more biblically correct version of that title, Rabboni, although that one, admittedly, was the moniker given me by a bemused organist with whom I worked as a young pastor, and had less to do with my skill as a teacher of scripture than it did my first scraggly attempt to grow a beard. And this is to say nothing of all those little children who, not really knowing what to call that strange man at church who wears the robe, came to refer to me as that God guy, or occasionally even as Jesus himself, which, while flattering, was most definitely a flagrant case of mistaken identity. Ironically, with all these potential professional labels at my disposal, even as I was asked about it upon my arrival at my current church, I've never been quite sure how to answer this question of how I should be addressed. When I was first out of seminary and newly ordained, I much preferred the title of reverend, and without wishing to sound arrogant about it, I still kind of do. For me, it provides at least one link to my academic and ecclesiastical training, as well as my denominational standing within the United Church of Christ. Moreover, in this particular vocation, there are indeed circumstances when that REV period before my name provides a needed level of authority and boundary. However, to always be referred to as the Reverend cannot only come off as sounding overly formal and a bit stuffy. It also perpetuates an accepted but nonetheless glaring grammatical error. To wit, if you were to meet uh, the Honorable Mayor Walsh in Boston, you certainly wouldn't greet him by saying, Hey, Honorable. On the other hand, while a title such as pastor is simpler and does have the benefit of describing my job up front, any pastor will quickly remind you that one's ministerial calling can and does take many forms, and that the average local church pastor will likely wear a variety of hats in the course of engaging in his or her, well, pastoral ministry. In a broader sense, then, there's also the question of, of how one differentiates amongst those whose ministry is primarily focused on worship and preaching, and others whose ministries is that of being a counselor, or a Christian educator, or a youth leader, or a, a, a church administrator, or a musician or choir director. Surely to refer to any of these simply as pastor falls short of a proper and respectful title. But perhaps I'm overthinking this now. Actually, in the several congregations where I have served as pastor, this matter of how I should be addressed has ended up taking care of itself, forged in the history and tradition of that local church, and nurtured in and through the relationships that have been formed between that church family and its pastor. And I'm pleased to say that such are the depths of those relationships that while in most circumstances, I'm appropriately addressed by any and all of the names I've mentioned here. Generally, it's just Michael. Or, if you go way back with me, it's Mike. 
and I must confess that I wouldn't have this any other way. That said, though, there are times when the title, whatever it happens to be, affirms the identity of its holder. On my office door here at East Church is a nameplate that reads simply, Reverend Michael Lowry. It was an ordination gift from one of the youth of the congregation I served as a student pastor. His name was Jonathan Lowry, who, as it turned out, was actually a distant cousin of mine. And he was not only one of the first group of kids I led through the process of confirmation, for a time he was also a guitar student. And indeed, I did show him a few chords. But the real value of those lessons came in the deep conversations we had along the way about life, living, and faith. John always seemed particularly interested in what had driven me to decide to become a minister, and what I was planning to do with that as the future unfolded which, looking back on it now, made perfect sense, given that his own plan for the future, to join the Army after graduation and to make it a career, never wavered. He saw this truly as his own calling in life. And I think that's why, when I finally finished seminary, he was determined to give me something with the REV period figuring prominently, because it represented the commitment the hard work, and the faith that it takes to do what you know you're meant to do. I've carried that nameplate with me ever since, a cherished memento of my early days of ministry, and it's graced the doors or walls of several church offices along the way. It's also taken on added significance since 2007, when I learned that Army Sergeant First Class Jonathan A. Lowry had been killed in Iraq while serving his country during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Now, sadly, as is too often the case when pastors move from one parish to another, I'd lost track of where John was and what he'd been doing in the 20 years since he'd been that gangly 16-year-old kid struggling to get his fingers to make a B chord. But by all accounts, apparently he'd not only been a good soldier, he'd been a good man with a family who loved him. And even in the greatest sacrifice, he proudly answered his calling, truly earning that title by which he was regularly addressed in life and beyond. It continues to serve as a great reminder to me of my own calling, and of my hope and my prayer that by God's good grace, it will also be said of me that I earned the title that graces the nameplate on my door. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Love to Tell the Story. I'm Michael Lowry. I thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you with a great day. Talk to you soon.